It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. While it deals with some really intense themes, it's done in such a beautiful and gentle way without brushing over the realities of war. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. It has nothing to do with parenting, but my favourite podcast every month now is our book club, our book reviews, the chance that we get to Can sit I down. just say, you yeah. say that your favourite <laughs> podcast every month is a different one every time because you <laughs> like everything we do. <laughs> well, I mean, I really like The Doctor's Desk and I like I'll Do Better Tomorrow and I love your insights, but, uh, but I love book club. Like, I get properly excited. It's like, oh, book club's coming around again. We get to talk about the books we've been reading and that's what we're doing today. Um, hello, this is Justin and Kylie. We are the parents of six kids. We're a husband and wife podcast team. Uh, well, life team, really, and uh, we love to podcast and share our ideas with you about how to make your family happier, but today we're taking a break from happy families, and we're just indulging in books because we love them. We absolutely love them. Today, we're going to try and stick to time. I'm going to completely cheat. I know we're only supposed to talk about one book, but I've read three absolute crackers in the last month since we did book club, and I've got to talk about all of them, but I promise I'll be brief. What about you? I'm going to talk about two. Right. Okay. So I'm going to go first. It's going to be me, you, me, you, and then me again to finish it off because why not? So the first book that I'm going to talk about is by Taylor Jenkins Reid. At the start of the year, I read one of her books and it completely pulled me in. Totally loved it. It was called Malibu Rising. I think at the time I said it was a great book, but it's pretty raw. It's pretty edgy. It's kind of unfiltered and there's a there's some really big themes and it's not for sensitive eyes and ears. But I loved it so much that when I heard that she had a new book coming out that was a spin-off about one of the minor characters that we barely heard anything about in Malibu Rising, uh, she, she's, she's written a book completely about that character called Carrie Soto is back. So in Malibu Rising, there's this girlfriend of the brother of the main character I know that, that's how minor her role was. She appears for a few pages, has a big fight at the big party and then disappears. That, that's all we get in Malibu Rising. But she's a tennis star. And what Taylor Jenkins Reid has done with Carrie Soto is said, that tennis star sounds interesting to me. And we've got a whole lot of stuff that's been happening in the world of tennis lately with uh, people like uh, Serena Williams retiring. And, and women's tennis is just a fascinating sport anyway. And so she's created this character, Carrie Soto, based on a whole lot of women's tennis players and the world of women's tennis. And it is absolutely brilliant, just like the last one. Once again, there's a fair bit of raw, edgy sort of stuff in there. But oh my goodness, I loved it. Do you have to like tennis? No, you don't. In the same way that you don't have to like tennis to like Andre Agassi's biography, Open, you don't have to like tennis to enjoy Carrie Soto is back. Did you like King Richard, the Will Smith movie, which should have been about Serena Williams, but was really about Serena Williams' dad? I never actually got to finish it because my flight wasn't as long as the movie. Oh, right. Okay. Well, did you like what you saw? Yeah, I did. And you're not a tennis lover, but you enjoyed the movie. The book is... The book is brilliant. The book is brilliant. I'm giving it five stars. Once again, quick content warning for those who might be sensitive to um, content that needs to be warned about, but it is brilliant. That's my first book that I'm talking about. I'm super excited about it. I loved it. I didn't want it to be finished. And once I'd put it down, I kept on thinking about it for the next few days because it really sort of seeped into my bones and into my psyche. Kylie, what's your first book? So it's called We Are Wolves. It's by Katrina Nanestad, I think is how you say her last name. You would put it in the young reader's literature section. Okay. Oh, so, so it's a, like a young adult. Uh, not, not not young adult, like what, tween, teenage? Yeah. yeah, yeah early f- teens? Yeah, early teens okay. um, and up. All of our children have read it. And oh, really? Even our older children read it okay. at, at, at 
older ages, so 17, 18, and really enjoyed it. Okay. So when I was, the reason I ended up picking it up was because I looked at the bookshelf and I said to the girls, what were your favourite books out of all that we've got here? And at the top of the list, all of them agreed, We Are Wolves was Wow. Was a really great read. Okay. I have a personal love and passion for all things World War II when it comes to novels. I uh-huh. really enjoy kind of just delving into that space. And what I loved about this book was it's called We Are Wolves because their last name was Wolf. Oh, okay. I and thought you were so going to kind of go all Mowgli, Rudyard Kipling it sort does, of. It does a little bit okay. go down that way because what happens is the children are separated from their parents for a significant amount of time and so they're parenting themselves in the wild. Oh, wow. They oh, actually, so, so it is a bit yeah, kumbaya. They, they, have to, they have to seek shelter in abandoned homes. I don't know why I said kumbaya. I meant Rudyard Kipling. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, so they're, they're seeking shelter in abandoned homes. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Carry on. And they're going through the process of what is right and wrong? Oh, so because, they're developing their own morality. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because all of a sudden they're in a position where they're running for their lives and they take shelter in somebody's abandoned house and they need food. But they've learnt that stealing is wrong and the food in the cupboard is not theirs mm. and the clothes in the shelves are not theirs but mm. they need new clothes and their shoes are broken. And, and so going through that process of – this is wrong, but in this setting, it's not wrong. And then finding themselves, you know, having to kill animals because they need food. And they've always, you know, kind of been taught that you treat animals with kindness, but recognising that right now, they actually need it. And so their humanity and their morality is questioned all the way through this book. And one of the very last things their grandparents said to them before they were taken was to remember who they were. And so you see the oldest daughter who obviously takes on the mothering role for her younger siblings just fighting that urge between the animalistic um, side of each of us and her desperate need to hold on to the fact that she is a wolf and she wanted to do things that would make her parents proud. It was just honestly a beautiful read and while it deals with some really um, intense themes, it's done in such a beautiful and um, gentle way without brushing over the realities of war. How many stars for We oh, Are Wolves? It would be five. Wow. Okay. Sounds great. My second one is Anna Spargo Ryan. We had her on the podcast a few weeks ago at the start of Mental Health Awareness Month, talking about her own mental health journey, being a mum, flourishing, thriving in spite of some of the most severe mental illness that is imaginable. She had to be hospitalised because of her mental health challenges. The book is called A Kind of Magic. It came out just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I... I'm going to give it four stars just because there are a few times where it didn't quite resonate with me, but the writing is brilliant. The second chapter is about one of her biggest uh, psychotic episodes and it is expletive riddled and really, really, uh, I don't know what the word is, but it's an intense chapter. You could buy the book, not read that chapter if you're sensitive to those kinds of things, read the rest of it and probably really love it. But that was the one reason I just thought, oh, gee, that was so heavy. I know that she needed to put it in there for for her to document what it was like, but that's why I'm bringing it back to four stars. But I'll tell you what, what an incredible book about a, a woman who has gone through things that most of us can never imagine. It was wonderfully insightful. And what I loved most about it, it was a completely unsanitized look at mental illness, which incorporated a whole lot of love and a whole lot of life and a whole lot of parenting. It really showed the multidimensionality of life. Too often we 
we're, we're so reductionist. Oh, that person's got depression. Oh, that person's got anxiety. Oh, that's why they can't do this. That's why they don't do that. But she brought us into her world and she showed that you can have all of these challenges and still actually live a full life, a life of gratitude, a life, a life of joy, a life of hope and optimism, even when you're down in the dumps, even when you feel like you need to go to hospital, even when you're being rejected by the people around you who are supposed to love you. It was a really touching, really meaningful book. And a couple of times I even got a bit weepy. I'm surprised that I'm saying that I liked it so much because Clementine Ford loved it. And I never, ever agree with Clementine Ford. <laughs> but, but it was a really nice book. Anna Spargo Ryan, A Kind of Magic, four stars. That's my second one. And my second one, I'm actually, I'm being a bit cheeky. I've right. read a couple of really good novels. So I'm just going to share my two novels. Okay, so no nonfiction this month. No heavy reading. Uh- I will give a special mention to What Happened to You. It's actually a book by Oprah Winfrey and her psychologist, Dr. Um, Bruce, Bruce Perry. Perry. Yeah, he, he's the one who wrote uh, The Boy Who Was Raised as a Dog. That's on my shelf. I haven't got there yet. That's only getting a, a special mention. I would have thought that would be the top of your list. No, because this other novel was amazing. Oh, my goodness. But oh, wow. what I loved about um, – Oprah's book was just this acknowledgement. We so often think that there is something wrong with us because of the things that we've experienced. And Dr. Perry just changes that whole narrative to what happened to you, not what's wrong with you, what happened to you and how that has impacted on your world and the way you see it. My second real book yep. is is a novel that I just just recently read. It's called The Book of Dreams. It's by Nina George. Okay. And this was a ridiculously heartbreaking, moving and unforgettable story about a dad who finds himself in a coma and his son, who he's had nothing to do with, is alerted to the fact that his dad's in hospital. Okay. And he's always known about his dad, but he has had very little to do with him. And so um, as a result of this experience, the son actually spends most of his waking time in hospital next to his dad, who is non-responsive. And the book actually goes through the son's life and another patient that he meets who's in a coma. But she's in a, um, she's in a different kind of coma. She, she's completely awake, but she's not there. Um, whereas his dad is completely non-responsive at all. Um, and so the book goes through the son's life, the dad's life, and this other girl's life. Both of them are in comas and just talks through the process of what it's actually like to be in that coma and to be aware of the world around you but not able to have any response, not able to, you know, that feeling of being trapped and not being able to express yourself and share the feelings of your heart. And so quite a few chapters are almost um, repeated over and over again because there's that sense of being trapped and going, having those deja vu moments, knowing that you're there but you're not there. And I, it was so intriguing to read and I have never cried so much. Wow. Okay. So I have, uh, I've got it on my list of books to read. You've thrown it onto my pile along with the 43 others that are sitting there that I want to get done by the end of the year. Don't like my chances, but it sounds really intriguing. So can I dive into my last one? Sure. Okay, here we go. The final book, the one that I've saved till the very end, my favourite book of the, of the last month or so is Stolen Focus by Johan Hari. And I've put it on your book list. I've put it on your pile and said, you've got to read this book. So in some ways, there's not a lot there that I wasn't already aware of. We're aware that technology companies are literally working to, their their model is designed to make sure that we give them as much attention as possible. 
they're not trying to ruin our lives. They're just trying to make money. And the way they make money is by having us spend more time on their platforms. But this book talks about how our focus is being stolen by these companies and what we can do about it. Uh, there's there's not a lot solution-oriented, and yet it tells a compelling story. He is a great writer. He's a little bit crass at times, uh, unnecessarily so, I think. But overall, the content is brilliant. It's compelling. It's a great rip-roaring read. I'm giving it five stars. I totally loved it. Stolen Focus, Johan Hari. I reckon I could talk about the book for about an hour. And I could read page after page of highlighted bits and pieces that I really, really loved. But I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say that one is definitely worth buying. So they're my big three to talk about. Uh, Johan Hari's Stolen Focus, Carrie Soto is backed by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and Anaspargo Ryan's A Kind of Magic. Your two were? We Are Wolves by Katrina Nanestad and The Book of Dreams by Nina George with a special mention of What Happened to You by... Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry. I can't believe that book didn't end up at the top of your list. Anyway, we really hope that you enjoyed our book reviews. Our book club on the Happy Families podcast. Can't wait to come back for one more month and share what we've been reading and let you know what we thought and uh, maybe give you some Christmas reading ideas. The Happy Families podcast, as always, is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. A quick plug. If you haven't already grabbed your tickets, please come along and see the Happy Families Hot Mess Summit. It's this Saturday. Tickets are only $199 for 10 world-class keynote speakers who will blow your mind and help your family to be less of a hot mess. We would love to see you there. All the details are on our Facebook page, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families, or at happyfamilies.com.au. Happy Families.